I also wrote, oh god, I forgot about Venom Toes as well. <laughs> Venom Toes. Um, I'm just going to Google Venom Toes now to see if anything comes up. No, no, don't Google Venom Toes. I it does. To the exact Google image that. I paused on. The exact image I paused on. I When I watched this I'm earlier, a, I paused um, at this exact why moment. Did, why did you pause on it? Because I was like, look, Venom has fucking toes. Can I just say, in the comic, Venom's supposed to have, um, like, clawy toes. Yeah, but he's just got normal toes. Man, man's got toes. For all of you listening, I regret, please do I yourself regret a Googling favor this. and type in on Google Images, Venom toes. If you scroll, you will see something you do not want to see. <laughs> So I just found the picture with a meme under it. It's, it's like phrases like an IMDb trivia thing. So it says, in Venom 2018, you can actually see Venom's Venom toes. toes. This is a subtle nod to my crippling foot fetish. God, I want to suck Venom's toes so bad. Fuck. Right, okay. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another installment of the <laughs> Filmian podcast. Wait. <laughs> Where this week Xander has lost all of his sanity because we're talking about Venom. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, my God. Oh, you made me choke on my e-cig and then I took a drink and then you started fucking talking. I nearly spat all over my fucking laptop, man. I'm your host, Xander Langwiston, the host of this hellhole at the moment, but only for two hours, I promise. Next week will be something a little less fucking depressing. Um, with me as always, my wonderful co-host is Mr. David French. How are you doing, David? Oh, that was a that was a hefty burp. Welcome, like good luck, Edison Zander. Um, enjoy. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm just taken back by the like the immediate fucking scream that um, you let just, loose just into go the world. It. Just go with it. Yeah, no, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all right. Excellent. This week, um. As I said, we're doing Venom in preparation for Venom 2. But of course, it doesn't come out in the UK for a couple of weeks. So really, we're doing this for you American lot. You Yankee doodle dandies. Um, but first, uh, David, did we have any you news? You San Diego. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> did we have any news, my dude? Uh, we, we've got a bit of news. Okay, hit me with a bit of news. A bit of news has been is about to hit you in the face, and you ready? Ooh, Seven. go on, shoot it right at my face, Daddy. A uh, what? 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 Give me the so news. Give me the trailer. Great, great stuff. I love, I love that movie. It's gonna be fun as hell. Yeah, that that second trailer, though, the the news trailer that we got that was released looks. Hello, fucking I, I didn't watch the trailer specifically because the last trailer I saw showed quite a lot, and I was like, you know what, I'm good. Honestly, when it comes to Halloween, though, is there really much like that you can? I mean, not yeah, guess? yeah. There's like, I know there's you, he's an unkillable killing machine, but like you, you that's don't want to try and get murdered. You don't want to watch all the kills in the trailers, you know? Oh no, this this movie looks like it's like holding back, showing half the kills. Like it shows basically the same kills that the first one does, except for a couple extra, like maybe one or two extra. And going off of um, the the whole thing that slashers do, the first film honestly doesn't have that many kills. It's kind of a bit meh when it comes to level of kills. And then the sequels, they just ramp it up more and more with more gore and like brutality and um, this film is is showing its brutality face on it's showing you this isn't your 1979 halloween this isn't your granddad's halloween 378 
shut up. This is this isn't your granddad's Halloween. This is this is new shit. This is this is fucking top tier stuff. They have got some creativity going on in here. Cool, cool. Um, um yeah. Next bit of news. Uh, Tom Hanks's new film got a trailer. It looks kind of cute. That's it. Great. Uh, um. Nightmare Alley got a new got a trailer. Gilmer del Toro's uh, new drama. I saw that. Uh, got, it, it looks got a cool. hell of a cast. Yeah, it looks cool as hell. Yeah, looks good. Um, Travis Knight is returning to Leica for stop motion animation Wildwood, which is something that um, that yeah. our very own Alex Woods would be very happy about. I go imagine. On, go on stream Flat Moon on Spotify. Yeah, hint hint plug plug. Um, yeah, no, that's that's exciting. I'll. I'll like from what I've seen of Likers, when I when I watched Coraline as a kid, I didn't really like it that much. I've rewatched it since. That film is fucking fantastic. Um, I also really love Paranorman. Yeah. So yeah, um, Liker and Simon have have some good fucking movies. So I'm looking forward to seeing this. Excellent. Can't wait. Can't wait. Yeah. Uh, what else have we got? There's the Batman. There's a new Penguin TV spin-off in the works. Yes, there is. Um, we also got confirmation. We we also got a confirmation that the trailer will be shown at the uh, at the new uh, DC Fandom. We got a well, picture from the editing room from Matt Reeves, and we also got a glimpse at the music uh, from Michael Giacchino. Yeah, but uh, were we all really like? Everybody was kind of just kind of knew that that film was going to appear. There's no way that it's not. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know, but like, you know. That's pretty much the only film that is going, is genuinely going to be good, other than maybe Shazam 2. The rest of them look pretty fucking dog shit. Nah, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be like, good as hell. I'm I'm very excited. Uh, is there any other ones? Um... We, we Did I talk about the PlayStation Showcase? I was going to say, we haven't done news in a while. Um, I, I, we'll just, just run off the uh, the highlights of it, which were probably the, the Insomniac stuff. No, there was actually... Ev- almost everything was a highlight, to be honest. Cool. So, they they kicked off the show with, like, a fucking big announcement. Um, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic is getting a remake. I saw this. From developer Aspire. This is actually really exciting. Although personally, I feel like they're gonna fuck it because one, the Old Republic is part of the um, Legend canon now, like the Star yeah. Wars Legend stuff. Um, so they're probably gonna bring in some of the like you know, like extended universe canon again, which is kind of a shitty play on Disney's part. They might as well just make it all canon. And two, the trailer shows off Kylo Ren. Which it set a thousand, like a few thousand years before. Yeah. Um, oh wait, no. Please delete that. That wasn't fucking Cameron. That was Darth Raven. <laughs> I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> I'm leaving Jesus that in, bro. Christ, I'm tired. Star I'm Wars, tired, man. Star Wars Twitter's coming for you. Star Wars Twitter's coming for you. I don't go on fucking Twitter. <laughs> they can come for me. <laughs> Just means more views. Um. What else? Alan Wake Remastered got shown off, and that's coming out fairly soon. I'm going to be getting that because it looks really fun. Um, GTA Five become one of became one of the most disliked GTA Five trailers that has ever released. All right. Which is really interesting to me because basically people are pissed off 
somehow this PS5 version of GTA 5 has been delayed till March and they haven't shown off fucking anything new that's coming into it. It's just, hey, you're going to get some kind of better graphics. Also, GTA Online is getting a standalone release and that's it. That's the entire trailer. Like they're calling it GTA 5 Expanded Edition, which at the time of announcement, I thought meant, holy shit, we're getting the single player DLC we never got. That's fucking dope. No, we're probably not because Take-Two just love money. They don't really care about, you know, actually giving good content. <laughs> so, that. yeah. Um, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy got another trailer. Oh right, I actually I looks pretty good. I didn't see this. I, I um, honestly, I've, I have no faith in it. I have absolutely no faith in it. If it, if uh, if apparently sinks, if it comes out and everyone's saying it's game. really good, uh, then I'll I might check it out. But I have no faith. The things that make me think this is going to be better than Marvel's Avengers is it's a single player game, for one. It's got it's tying in the music specifically as like a gameplay element, which is pretty fucking cool. And it's given um, Peter Quill a much darker backstory than like we've seen in the MCU, especially, which is interesting. Yeah. So I think that could be quite useful and quite cool. But, you know, it's probably going to be shit. Um, what else did we get? We got a, a the final trailer for Deathloop before um, it released, and it's released. It's been out for a week now. And I've completed it twice. Um, more on that later, though, I'm guessing. Yes, definitely. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Um, this one's a bit of a weird one. Uh, Epic Games and band Radiohead are partnering up for an interactive experience called Kidamnesia. Okay. I don't know. And it's a, it's a PS5, like, exclusive... Um, interactive experience for Radiohead, I guess. So, Radiohead fans, you know, like, you've got something to look forward to on PS5, apparently. That's a bit fucking weird, but kind of cool. The Uncharted Legacy, Legacy of Thieves collection got announced for PC and PlayStation 5 early 2022. I reckon it's going to be released fairly, like, close to the Uncharted movie. Okay. And finally, after... Um, before we get to the big ones that Xander wants to talk about, uh, God of War Ragnarok got officially revealed as God of War Ragnarok. Uh, people are pissed off at the look of 4, forgetting the fact that it's not based off MCU 4, it's based off of Norse Mythology 4, but, you know, that's yeah. fine. Yeah. Um, you you get pissed off all you want, internet. I'm just going to enjoy it. I I like this the way the series has gone. I think it's fucking fantastic, and I can't wait to play this one. And now, the two, the two big heavy hitters of this. Yes. Um, we'll do the small. We'll do. We'll do the one we know less about first. Um, yeah, and, and then and then so, it'll be a nice segue. So something that Insomniac Games just like to do is they like to work on multiple games at a time. Apparently, um, they've done this before with um, they were working on Spider Man or like the prototype for a Spider Man game when they made Sunset Overdrive. Um, yeah. They were working on Spider Man and Ratchet and Clank 2016 at the same time. Um, and they were working on Spider-Man Miles Morales and Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart at the same time. And now they're doing it again. Yeah, they so The are. first thing we got shown off was a teaser of uh, an unknown game until the very end of the trailer. 
They're making a fucking Wolverine game. They are making a Wolverine game. And they've they've been quoted to say it's a mature full game, so we're gonna slice some fuckers up. We're gonna slice some people up. I'm very excited. I'm yeah, I'm I'm hyped for this. I'm yeah, the, the trailer the trailer was slow. It's like I'm it's like thirty seconds long or something. Uh but it's slow and it looks you can see blood in, in yeah. on, on the screen. So like that's made me excited. Um yeah, I think it I think it's gonna be yeah, fun the- as hell. To, to slash some people up and I think I'm going to suck at it but I can't wait yeah the, the, the teaser trailer showed off like a bar with um, a load of people just been basically fucked up yeah. um, by this mysterious figure at the time and then somebody gets up and um, it goes like zooms over to somebody standing at the bar and then the other guy gets up pulls his gun out and then the claws reveal and then just Marvel's Wolverine comes up on the screen and I'm excited I'm not um yeah, it was. It was. I I messaged you just saying, "Holy shit, they're doing a fucking Wolverine game." Yeah, it's. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm hyped. Like I said, I'm hyped as hell. I uh, I can't wait for this one. Yeah, I hope it's similar to the um, X Men Origins Wolverine game. Everyone has said that without, like that game is without the story of it. Yeah, even that or Marvel Ultimate Alliance. Yeah, yeah. Um. Then the next one. Which was inevitable to happen, let's face it. We already knew this was happening. Spider-Man 2 got announced. Um, showing off Venom. Yes. Like, for a moment in the trailer. And honestly, I loved um, the Venom design. He looks fucking terrifying. Yeah, looks cool, really cool. Um, I I really want Venom to be playable. So, what, what it I looks like they're doing, it looks like they're going to... Um, adapt the story from the comics Craven's Last Hunt, which is yeah. So of... it's Craven the Hunter, um, supposedly in it because there's a Russian voiceover in the trailer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so so Craven the Hunter is is going to be in the game. They're going to um, and in the, the, there's a very famous comic book panel, uh, or well, a comic book cover of Spider Man. It says here lies Peter Parker and Spider Man in the symbiote suit crawling out of his grave, and that's part of Craven's Last Hunt. Um, yeah. So it looks like we're going to be getting that in video game form, which is going to be. I'm very excited. Honestly, I've, I've said from I, day. Yeah. I've said from day one. This is the game that is going to make me want to get a PS5. So I am like Sony have my money now, uh, in 2023 when this game releases. Yeah, I, I got this. I got the PS5 considering um, like future proofing myself because I play a lot of games and I wanted to you know get the best experiences out of them. I'm very glad I have a PS5 because they're very annoying to get a hold of and yeah. I can just play this day one. It's supposedly going to be until late 2022 until stocks start becoming normal level and you're going to be able to consistently get one. Yeah. So I'm very glad I have this early. Yeah. Because I'm going to be able to play that day one and you best believe that's going to be a full ass fucking review coming out. Yeah, that's going to be a full podcast. When that does come out, it, I mean, Jesus Christ, that's two years I'll, away. I'll be, complete, I'll be completing it in literally like two yeah. nights. Let's, let's face it. I'll book time off for this shit. That's two years away, bro. Jeez. Yeah, fucking hell. Um, but Man. yeah, cool. Fantastic. Yeah. That's all the news. And speaking of Venom. Oh, right. Um, so... <laughs> So we're doing Venom. I mean, I tried convincing David for the longest time that instead of doing Venom, we should do a Star is Born, which came out the same weekend. But he was like, no. So I guess we're doing Venom. Um, yeah, they, this this movie, I, I have a long history with this movie about telling everyone that it's terrible and everyone saying no. Wait, did you say a Star is Born? 
yeah, no, I was just building a backstory. I was just, I thought you realised that we were going to be doing, we were going to be doing Bond. I, I know it was, a, I was lying, David. I was, I was lying, but it just sounded funny because you know they came out it, the same weekend. It wasn't funny, and it was also just a fun fact that the Star Is Born and Venom came out on the same weekend. And which one made more money? Unfortunately, I think we all know the answer. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> just wanted to rub that in your face because I know you actually really liked it. It's a really good movie. Um, a Star Is Born, by the way, not Venom. Right. So what <laughs> what we're gonna do is okay. We're gonna go through the Wikipedia and go through this. I've made lots of funny notes, um, and we're gonna have some fun with it and talk about how shit this movie is. But first of all, it's got so it's got thirty percent on Rotten Tomatoes. An 81% audience score. And it made, worldwide, $850 million. Uh, that's a lot of money for a movie yeah. like this. Um, it was one of the highest grossing movies of the year in 2018. Um, David, what do you think of this movie? So... I've already told the story of um, me going to see Venom on the podcast, where I watched it one and a half times. You have, yes. Um, and going off of going off of the first viewing, I thought this was a really fun, fast-paced film because I watched the last half, the last hour, which is quite fun and fast-paced. Yeah. And then I saw the first hour of the movie, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I can see why people are shitting on this now." Yeah. But. After giving it some time, after rewatching it since then, it's honestly, it's it's grown on me, kind of like a, a symbiote. It, it's kind of grown, kind of like a parasite. It's, it's gotten in there a bit, like a turd in the ent- wind. Like a turd in the wind. <laughs> How many other shit references can I make to this movie? Um, it it's it's not good. It really isn't good. No, I can I can 100% tell you right now that this is a trash ass movie for a superhero film, especially set in the fucking Spider Man universe when it's got no fucking Spider Man. I um I I think I mean I I wrote a review after writing all the notes as I normally do for these for these kind of movies, um and I wrote my 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 first sentence of the review is I feel like I've been gaslighted into thinking this movie wasn't as bad as I remember. <laughs> because genuinely, every single person I talk to about this movie is like, what? That's a really good movie. That's a good movie. It's not good at all. And I'm like, it's just enjoyable. And I'm like, no, it's fucking awful. What are you talking about? Like, it's terrible. Zander, can I just garbage. say, you have watched this movie more than anybody so I then, know. Like, and I, I haven't seen it in about, it must have been about 18 months. And so I've been thinking like... Th- we took. We knew we were gonna do this this week, and I've been thinking like, maybe this movie is good. Maybe I, maybe I'm just remembering it wrong, and like I genuinely believed for a second before watching it. Maybe, yeah, this is a good movie. Like Venom's a fun watch. I've been gaslighted. I've genuinely, like I I don't know how this has happened. This movie's fucking dreadful. This movie's god awful. How did this movie make so much money? This is why we can't have nice things. Because then <laughs> you're bringing back the classic thing that I used to say all the fucking time. Because movies like this get made, and then we get sequels with Woody Harrelson. Why? 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 Oh, anyway, sorry. Um, we'll do that in a couple of weeks. But 
Yeah, I'm just gonna. We're, we're just gonna go through it. We're gonna go through it. This movie cost a hundred million dollars. It looked like it was made for ten dollars. I mean, um, it doesn't look that bad. It's it's, it's okay. Bad. It's just very dark. It's bad. It's really it's as dark as the Night Watch fight. It's bad. I would know. It's I bad. directed it. <laughs> right. Okay. Fucking hell. So let's go through the Wikipedia of Venom from 2018 hold on to your socks kids because they're gonna get blown off right okay (sighs) while exploring space for new habitable worlds a probe belonging to the bioengineering corporation life foundation discovers a comet covered in symbiotic sorry symbiotic apologies um can we talk about that for a moment just as i've already done it so there was a (laughs) There was a big controversy when the... Uh, do you remember this? When the trailer came out? Yeah. The trailer yeah. of Venom came out. When they were talking it, about like how he pronounced symbiote. Yeah. And everyone in the trailer said symbiote. And everyone on Twitter was like, the fuck is this? What are you doing? <laughs> You're making a Venom movie without Spider-Man and now you're calling it a symbiote. What, what, what are you doing? What are you doing, Sony? So they went away and re-recorded all the audio and changed it to symbiote. <laughs> I think that's so funny. I think that's so they were, funny. They were literally forced to just change that. And that, yet people were still met with a pretty shit movie, but a fun watch. Um, yeah, I thought I'd, I figured I'd, I figured I'd bring that up. Um, yeah, so this comet's covered in, in symbiote life forms. Uh, the probe returns to Earth with four samples, but one escapes and causes the ship to crash in Malaysia. The Life Foundation recovers the other three and transports them to their research facility in San Francisco, where they discover that the symbiotes cannot survive without oxygen-breathing hosts, which often fatally reject the symbiosis. Symbiosis? Symbiosis. Symbiosis. Then, quick hard cut, investigative journalist Eddie Brock (laughs) reads about these human trials in a classified document in the possession of his fiancée, Anne Weying. Um, Eddie Brock is Tom Hardy and Anne Weying is fucking uh, Michelle Michelle Williams. Yeah, I believe so, yes. Is that her name? Michelle Williams? She, she you yeah. know what? She's real cute. She's not good in this movie, though. I Honestly, I find her, like, okay and then annoying and then great at one point. Um, I th- This was the first moment that I wrote Tom Hardy is so weird in this movie because he walks into a, I, yes, I said first, um, cause he walks into his office building and he sees that guy and the, the security guy's like, yo, Eddie, you can't part there. And he's like, but what about your daughter, bro? How's, how's she doing? He's like, oh yeah, she, she's got into MIT. And then he walks away and the guy's like, dude, you need to move your bike. He just shouts, MIT. <laughs> what is he doing? Yeah. Honestly, Tom Hardy really overacts in superhero movies. Like, he's such a good actor, and he's so over the top in this, and What's I kind of love it. What's I hate the accent. I really hate the accent he has yeah, in this film. It's horrible. It's so fucking weird. But I love him. I don't know if it's because it's Tom Hardy, or because he's just that over the top that he's just a lot of fun to follow. Um... So and so uh, he finds this classified document about the uh, human trials uh, with his fiancée, who's played by Michelle Williams, uh, and she's an attorney preparing a lawsuit defense for the Life Foundation. 
Uh, Brock confronts Life Foundation CEO Carlton Drake, played by Riz Ahmed, um, about the trials. But before, just before this interview, um, Carlton Drake is uh, having like a talk with some kids, and then the um, yeah. like the, the, he's talking talking to Martin. And then one of the little girls says, "I have a question," and all the all the other people are like, "Shh, what are you doing?" And she, and he comes over and does this big speech about like, "No, don't ever let anyone silence you. All right, you've got a voice. You've got to use it to for, to better the earth." And the guy walks out and just doesn't answer a question. <laughs> I thought that was fucking hilarious. So he's just like, "You made a big point about this question," and then you just dip. <laughs> just don't give a shit about this question. Um, which I, I thought was hilarious. Um, so, um, Tom Hardy questions uh, Riz Ahmed about these trials, um, leading to both Eddie Brock and Anne Weying, uh, his fiance, losing their jobs. Consequently, she ends their relationship. Oh, yeah. Big sad. Big sad. And then out of nowhere, six months later. Um, I wrote as well because of this, um, because of the whole end of their relationship thing. So, so he, he, what happens is he finds these things, these documents, and then goes to him. He's like, "Yeah, you're doing this. It's bad." And then the news guy, the guy back at the station, is like, "So, where's who's your source, bro? What, 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 who's your source?" And he says, "Oh, I can't tell you." It's like, I, you, I wrote. Eddie Brock is a thundering dumbass in this. Because why the fuck would he go to this guy with this evidence and then use evidence that he cannot legally use? He's like, you're just being a dickhead, bro. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, he he could have at least lied. Yeah. At the very minimum, he could have just said, I have a friend who works there, doesn't really like their boss, so, you know, they, um, they leaked all this stuff to me. Exactly, exactly. Anything. And then just got somebody, like, hired an actor to play that character. If you really want to get this story out there, you fucking commit to it. You don't just say, oh, I can't tell you because it's my fucking girlfriend. Oh, I fucked up there, didn't I? <laughs> um, so then, yeah, it says six months later. And I wrote here, the six month later, the six month jump legit only makes sense from Eddie Brock's perspective. Everyone else seems to have just stayed the same for six months, waiting for the plot yeah. to catch up. Because, like, so... Um, Nathan Drake can Carlton Nathan Drake fucking Carlton Drake. <laughs> Big Nathan Fillion carries on the human trials, um, Nathan and like Fillion. there's no change in that six months. So like then you're just waiting for the plot to catch up. Um, th there's we're following this other symbiote that's gone into a paramedic and then gone into an old woman, and then six months later she's only just turned up at the airport in Malaysia. It's taken her six months. To walk from like walk from wherever she was to the nearest airport. It's yeah, how do you know that was the nearest airport? It would take me less than six months to walk from Leeds to London. Like that's outrageous. That's an outrageous amount of time. So like it just makes no sense. Whereas the time, like, whereas the time gap, sniffing to the gym every day. Whereas the time gap makes sense for Eddie Brock because like you know he's had six months to sort of fall on his face, realise he's made his mistakes and all this, and be down on his luck. And he's like, yeah, I'm not Eddie Brock anymore. I'm fucking, I'm a has-been. Um, but for everyone else, oh, it makes no sense. So, like, yeah, it's dumb as, it's dumb as hell. It's dumb as hell. Um, then, oh, crap. Okay, six months later, Drake's symbiosis, sim fuck's sake! It, it's, it's infectious. It's infectious. Symbiosis. <laughs> Trials are closer to success, though one of his symbiotes dies due to carelessness. 
uh, Brock is approached by Dora Skurve, who's played by... Fuck, what's her name? Oh, crap. Who? Crap! No, I know her. I know who she is as well. Oh, it's going to piss me off. Who is she? Who the fuck is she? It's Jenny Slate from Parks and Rec. She plays John Ralphio's sister. Oh, fucking hell. Yeah. Oh, her. Forgot all about her existing. <laughs> she's trying to follow Eddie Brock around, and he and he ta- starts talking to it. He just goes up to her and he's like, "Yeah, you really suck at following people." <laughs> I thought that was funny. Good, you know, fun line, fun little line. Um, I can't remember why I wrote Tom Hardy is so weird in this movie again, uh, but with weird in capital letters. Uh, I think it was. Oh. I remember what it was. It was when they're in the elevator and she's like, yeah, these symbiotes are aliens. And he goes, no, like, E.T. Phone home. <laughs> and he fully, like, does the finger and everything. <laughs> like, what are oh you doing? God. What are you doing? <laughs> why, why? Who wrote this movie? <laughs> Jeff Pinker, Pinkner and Scott Rosenberg. And Kelly Marcel. Go home, you drunk. No, that, that's not even a script thing. That's a Reuben Fleischer thing. Reuben Fleischer, what are you doing, bro? Can no, you... but that's a, that's a script thing. That is 100% No, a that's script. a direction why, thing, because it's a bad performance. Why did, why did they get Reuben Fleischer to direct this movie, though? Like, on a serious note, why did they get the director of Zombieland? Because it was going to be... A fucking fantastic comedy movie. Because it was going to be a dark R-rated movie, and then they bailed out at the last minute and made it PG-13. It's it was meant to be. It was meant to be more horror. Yeah. It was meant to be more, like more grotesque and horror, horror based. Yeah, he hasn't made a horror though. Oh, but he made a horror comedy. He made a comedy that has a horror elements. There's no, there's no horror in that movie. So she's one of Drake's scientists who disagrees with his methods and wants to expose him. Uh, she helps no, no, Brock no. break into the research facility to search for evidence. And he learns that an acquaintance of his, a homeless woman named Maria, is one of his test test subjects. Brock attempts to rescue Maria, but the symbiote possessing her transfers to his body without him realizing, leaving her dead. Brock escapes and soon begins displaying strange symptoms. He reaches out to weighing for help, um, Michelle Williams, and her new boyfriend, Dr. Dan Lewis. Um, I'm not sure, I wrote this later on, um, but I actually kind of appreciate the fact that Eddie likes... Um, Michelle Williams' new boyfriend. I just think that's really wholesome. Yeah, it's kind of nice. Like, like he's, he's got, he's, they both moved on. Yeah, he's got, he's got it that she's that she's not with him and that. But he's like, yo, this guy's actually, he's a guy's actually a good guy. He like, he never yeah, like beats him up or anything. He's showing, a, like, hel- he's showing a healthy relationship. It's yeah, because like, if you don't, if you hate the person for being happy when you're not with them. That means you don't really love them. He's happy that she's happy. He's just sad that he's not with her. Yeah. But, like, he likes him because she's happy with him. And he's also just a top guy. He's not just like, oh, you're a dick because you stole my girlfriend, even though I'm the one who ruined the fucking relationship. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah. It, yeah. it is it's sweet to see that it, kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, it's really that's, wholesome. That's, it's really adorable. That's good character development, that. Yeah, man. Um, see, there's good shit in this movie. Yeah, there is. There is. Oh, then, when, when he runs into them... Um, he goes into a restaurant and I wrote, at the start of this scene, I wrote down, I just saw the lobsters and I'm already creasing. Oh, God. <laughs> so, that... 
so the just, lobster scene is the best part of the movie. So, so th- there is a peak to this movie. It is the lobster scene. So, so Tom Hardy walks into this restaurant to find his ex girlfriend and her boyfriend, and he's like, "Yo, I broke into this place last night, and something's infected me." And so he goes around and starts eating people's food, and he's and he picks up a steak, takes a chunk out of it, and then puts it down on the plate and goes, "That's dead." And like you can imagine that in a British accent, be like, "Yo, bro, that's dead. That's, dead. <laughs> <laughs> that's a dead steak. <laughs> what are you doing? What are you bringing me a dead steak for, bro? <laughs> Bomber club." <laughs> 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 um, and and then I I wrote again. Uh, Tom Hardy's fucking weird in this movie, because then he he like walks over to a lobster tank. He says, "I'm really hot." And then climbs into the lobster tank. <laughs> David, are you there? You not hear me? I can now. Oh, that's weird. I was laughing. Oh, right. Okay. Fuck. <laughs> We're missing out laughter. Anyway. Oh, um... Missing content. <laughs> no. <laughs> David. Not la- the content. David, laugh now. I'll edit it. <laughs> Fantastic. Thank you. Um, Please edit that in in that point and then keep this clip in. <laughs> it's so much effort, I'll do it. Um, <laughs> um, and then he gets into the lobster tank and he's like, ah, oh, that's better. And then he takes a chunk out of a lobster. Like, that's an acting choice right there. That's a, that's a Tom Hardy decision. Hilarious. Absolutely top tier comedy. Absolute top tier. Imagine like I can imagine him just on the spot, just like he's like like talking to Ruben, just like right, I'm gonna try something different in this shot. Yeah, just, he's like just, oh just, okay, just okay, follow just, me, just bear with me, just, just, with just, me. just keep a, just, just picks up a lobster and yeah, bites just, into just, it. Just, and just, keep, just, just there, like bro, just just fuck? keep just keep a camera on that uh, lobster tank for no reason whatsoever. No, Tom, don't don't get in the lobster tank, Tom. No, no, of course I wouldn't wink. Tom, Tom, I know, I know you're winking at me. So, like, and, and saying wink doesn't hide the fact that you're that you're winking because you're, you're telling me that you're winking. Well, I'm not gonna get in the lobster tank. Wink. No, Tom, you did it again. Tom, don't get in the lobster. <laughs> Sorry, I made that really much, keep going. How much of that entire bit is going to get caught in editing? None. Um, Are you sure? Yes. Do you it's really, all, really want to keep all, all of that? It's all staying. Also, doesn't this skip over an entire fight scene in his own house, or is that in the next bit? That's in the next remember. bit. That's in the next ah. bit. So, um, so the doctor, Doctor Dan Lewis, uh, her boyfriend, discovers the symbiote on examining Brock. This, this is the first trailer. I want to talk. I wanted to talk to you about the first ever trailer for Venom. Do you remember it? Yes. So the first trailer was entirely one scene. And it's this scene. So it opens up on like a on a hospital ward, an MRI scanner. And it shows like this lake. And then it shows that it's a poster and it shows the MRI. And Tom Hardy's lay there. And it cuts out, it's like in 2018. And then it cuts back, back to him. And then the MRI comes on. And all you see with no CG is just Tom Hardy go, Bleh! Ah! and then it cuts yeah, yeah, and just shows yeah, a that. big V. And then it says, coming in 2018. It's like, Sorry, what the fuck was that? Yeah, Unless I've, I've you literally know... just watched a bit of it. It doesn't show a big V. It shows the Venom face turning into a V. Like, unless you're in the know. I, I remember I was listening to the uh, the Weekly Planet at the time when this trailer came out. And they did a uh, a, comp- like a, uh, 
a thing where they, they, they asked the listeners to go out and show this trailer to people who had no idea what it was and asked and asked then asked them what this movie is. And the amount of people that came back like that were like, Oh my god, is this a cancer movie? Cause it just it just looks like like a fucking fault in our stars thing, doesn't it? Oh, this yeah. guy's got cancer. Oh no. It's like Tom Hardy pushing for an Oscar. But no, it's fucking Venom. And then show him a clip of him in the lobster tank. Intercut That'd with that powerful scene in the in the MRI scanner. Jesus That's Christ. That's amazing. <laughs> okay, then um Drake Drake? Who's Drake? Oh, that's um Yeah, Nathan Drake. The guy says Na- crap a lot. Yeah, Nathan Nathan Fillion, Riz Ahmed. Yeah. Um Drake exposes <laughs> Skur to the to the I remake. really want to see Riz Ahmed's version of Nathan Drake now. <laughs> um Drake exposes Skirthia, the woman who helped Eddie Brock break in, to the remaining captive symbiote, killing both. Um this leaves the symbiote inside Brock as the only known surviving specimen. Oh, uh, Drake sends mercenaries to retrieve the symbiote from Brock, but it manifests around his body as a monstrous creature that fights off the attackers. <gasps> um, I, I wrote, this action scene just isn't as good as the upgrade one. No, it's just really not, isn't. It's... I love how you've said the upgrade, though, because it's literally just... Like, Stephen Marshall Green or something like that? Or jump L- Logan Marshall Green? Logan, Logan Marshall Green. Green. Logan Marshall Green Big is just Logan. Tom Hardy, but not Tom Hardy. Yeah, yeah, they look so similar. And the movie is like on, I on genuinely a... thought that movie had Tom Hardy. I was like, oh shit, this looks like a really good Tom Hardy movie. Then I saw the cast, I was like, the fuck is Logan Marshall Green? Where's Tom Hardy? <laughs> Logan Marshall Green, if you ever want to come on the podcast, then you're more than welcome to. We actually love you. Tom Hardy, if you really want to come on the podcast, please do and just start screaming about the like the lobsters in the tank. <laughs> nah, I'll rip into you from Venom, bro. I will do it um right um yeah i so so we've got to talk about the big fat um upgraded upgrade shaped elephant in the room um so upgrade is we've talked about this so many times it's a lee winnell film that came out in 2018 please do a podcast on upgrade um maybe one day maybe one day or john wick style movies maybe maybe one day um so that came out in the august and then venom came out in october and on a surface level both of these movies kind of looked similar. So, like, someone that looked kind of like Tom Hardy uh, has someone in their head that talks to them and helps them fight people that have wronged them in some way. Yeah. And on a very, very much a surface level, they are very similar. Um, obviously, underneath that, there's so much depth in Upgrade and there's so much shit in Venom uh, that they are completely Honestly, different. Honestly, Upgrade is so, like subtle with ran like little bits of the world building and yeah yeah and, and like the, and just the, the movie itself and the characters and the camera movements as well the camera movements oh, in that, oh, in, that even... in that opening scene that i'm uh, that i'm referring to when i'm talking about this scene when he first gets the powers from the chip he like the camera movements are yeah. incredible so I'd, I'd recommend going watching upgrade that's always a recommend on the podcast because it's so great um, but I just wanted to say, like, yeah, this scene when all the mercenaries uh, fly in, it's just a worse version of that. Like, and it's less intimate because there's like so ten good. other guys. It's still, it's okay. It's like you know, it's, it's, but a it's just fun action film. It's just scene. dumb fun, and it's like, it, but it's not. Yeah, exactly. That's too, what Venom is, though. But it's just now, nah, man. I can't handle it. I can't handle it. There was so much promise. Nah, honestly, movie. if you if you don't look at Venom, uh, what it could have been, 
And if you just look at Venom at what it is and just sit there, turn your brain off, you have a fucking hell of a time. I'm telling you, that's what I did when I rewatched this. Like, quite a while ago as well. I have actually rewatched this a couple of times now. This is just ridiculously stupid fun. You turn your brain off, you sit there, and you enjoy a dumb, fun superhero movie where he gets called a pussy for not jumping out of a window. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Um, <laughs> so it, in- it later introduces itself to Eddie Brock as Venom and explains that the comet is searching for planets where the symbiotes can possess and devour the inhabitants. Venom offers to spare Brock if he helps the symbiotes achieve their goal and Brock comes to enjoy the superhuman attributes that the symbiote imbues him with. Um, we, we've sort of skipped over the chase scene. So there's a big car chase scene. Uh, where, well, motorbike chase scene, I should say, sorry. Um, Pretty good, actually, as well. I'm you know what? That. It's real fun. With, I wrote this down. I said uh, the chase scene is kind of fun with all the tendrils stuff because you get the tendrils coming out of his back and, that, yeah. and that's kind of fun. Um, that scene kind of felt like a video game where you keep on getting your like different abilities and you just keep on like spamming it the second you get it. There's some cri- there's some hilarious line deliveries though. That at one point a drone is about to fly into him and he looks to the side and goes, "Holy shit!" And then it explodes. It's like, what the fuck is going on? They drive- I also really love the voice of Venom in this. They uh they they drive past the same location three times. I noticed. They drive past the Rialto Theatre three times. There's just a lot of Rialto Theatres. Driving in a square. Driving in a square. Just driving in a big square. <laughs> You'd think some of them would get the get the idea after the second one and be like, I feel like he's going to come here again. We'll just wait, we'll wait here. <laughs> just wait there. <laughs> um, there's also really bad rock music during the chase scene and I, and I thought that was incredible. Yeah, it is really yeah. shit. <laughs> Um, and then, of course, the, at the end the of the scene... The soundtrack for this movie is not good, I will say that. And then, of course, at the end of this scene, we get our first full look at Venom, full body. And he says that line, he says, Eyes, lungs, pancreas, so many snacks. Which so I think is a, a so little time. It's a dope line, it's a dope line. Um, but of That course, is a great line, and it's ruined later by his threatening line in the fucking... Like, at the end of the movie... Where he's just like, you'll be nothing but a, a legless, armless we'll, corpse. We'll get to it. We're going to get to it. Rolling around. We're going to get to it. We're going to get to it. In the wind. But unfortunately, the scene is um, he's made all the worse by the fucking horrendous CG. He yeah, looks... I, that's the one thing oh, I'm hoping the second movie fixes. Yeah, me too. Me too. Because you can see Carnage actually looks dope. Carnage looks great in the second Carnage one. does look sick. Carnage also looks way better than the hair we got in the first one and the fucking post credits. Oh, don't worry. Gonna we're going to get to that. Now because I wanted to get around. We're going to get to that. I really that. wanted to get that out before we fucking got to it. I needed to say that. Um. Then while, while he's convincing Eddie to help him out, he... He calls him a loser, and I just wrote this cum-looking motherfucker just called Tom Hardy a loser. I can't cope. What like, cum are you looking at? It's, I don't know, man. It's, fuck, it's fucking stupid. This movie's stupid as hell. <laughs> what kind of cum is black? <laughs> I've, I've been eating a lot so, of black Do you need to go to the doctor? I've been eating yes. a lot of black currant, bro. <laughs> been eating a lot of licorice. <laughs> 
Um, oh, God. So, Eddie Brock breaks into his old workplace to turn in evidence of Drake's crimes, but he's surrounded by SWAT officers and he's forced to transform to escape. Uh, before this, there, there is a genuinely funny scene when uh, he when he when he he's about to uh, he so he puts all the evidence down on the table and he looks at an open window and Venom shouts jump and they, it quick cuts to him pressing the button for the escalator elevator it just goes pussy yeah a genuinely funny moment that got me in the cinema I was like that's funny that's funny funny that's little still, that still gets me because I always forget that it happens. I, yeah. that's the one thing that i always forget in this movie like i remember the fight scenes but i don't remember like the simple one-line jokes and this is one of the few one-liners that has worked ever since yeah yeah, like, yeah this like one thing that deadpool did that, like deadpool 2 did wrong was the jokes aren't really that funny a second or third time around yeah this is always funny now what venom calling eddie brock a pussy for not wanting to jump out of a window is always going to be funny to me yeah, because like you said, it just come out of nowhere. It's uh, yeah, it's a, it's a, a, a one of the only really funny moments in the movie, uh, purposefully funny. Yeah. Anyway, I should say. Um. Then, um, where is it now? Um. So Michelle Williams witnesses this transformation and takes Eddie Brock back to her boyfriend's office, where they explain that the symbiote is slowly rotting Eddie's internal organs. Uh, Brock notes that this symbiote has two weaknesses, high-pitched noises and fire. Although Venom claims that the organ damage can be reversed, um, Michelle Williams uses... I'm, I was going to call her by a character's name, but I genuinely can't remember a character's name. It keeps coming up, but I'm like, is anyone going to remember who that is? Wink. Yeah. Um, so she uses an MRI machine to help Wink. Eddie uh, separate from the symbiote. Um, Eddie Brock is then captured by uh, Nathan Drake's men. Ooh, what's gonna happen? What's what's happen gonna next? Um, that so during this time. Oh, okay. It says it here. Meanwhile, the fourth symbiote riots makes its way from Malaysia to San Francisco by hopping from body to body. We've mentioned this earlier that it takes him six months to get to a fucking airport. Uh, it bonds with Drake, who agrees to take Riot in a Life Foundation space probe to collect the rest of the symbiotes and bring them to Earth. Um, I wrote here. There's a few things. So one, the little girl that bot that that goes right up to Nathan Drake and and like touches him with the symbiote. How the fuck did she get into the Life Foundation? Eddie Brock barely um, yes. managed it, and I but I just put but plot I guess. Well, to be fair, there was also kids in that fucking foundation as well. I know, but it was like the middle of the night. The security. It makes no sense. It makes no sense. Fucking symbiote, man. Um, then, so so then you've got this moment when they're uh, they're interrogating Eddie Brock, and he sits there and he's like, "Listen, bud, I've had a I've had the the privilege of having one of these pieces of goo up my ass," and I wrote up my ass potentially the weirdest line in this batshit movie because it it is. No, the weirdest line is turd and wind. It, but it's the delivery. Up oh, my ass. You know which one I mean? Yeah. Um. Then we get a moment that I actually think works. So then Riz Ahmed transforms into Riot and barks at, at Tom Hardy and is like, where's Venom? I think the CG on Riot actually looks great. 
Riot looks fantastic. Gen in that moment, in that like, one Riot moment, looks fucking he looks terrifying. He looks so HD. Like you can see all the bumps on him. And I think I know what, what the problem is. Riot looks great and Venom doesn't because Venom's just smooth. Venom is just a smooth black oh, mass of don't. goo. Please, no, no. No, 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 no. What? Do not call Venom smooth. But please, yeah, you know what I mean? Like the please, material, there's no... The idea of... I'm trying to I'm, I'm trying to think of like if I was to touch Venom now though and feel a smooth goo, that would be horrible. But you know exactly what that I mean. That would be so horrible. It's so... Dis that's such a disgusting thought. But you know exactly what I mean. Like, he just... Oh, God. Like, there's no... There's no yeah, like, he is very bumpy. No, there's no bumps on but Venom, where there's, whereas there's bumps on Riot. No, that's I'm why talking he, about Riot. That, Riot, yeah, Riot look, that, no, and that's bumpy. why Riot looks great, and the light in that moment sheds light on, his, on like, half his face, so you can see all the bumps, and that's why it looks great. That one moment looks fantastic, and you can clearly tell, okay, so maybe the CGI looks so terrible, because... Like, it's just a problem with the design they had for Venom. So, like, the CGI artists, yeah. I genuinely think that in that moment, the CGI artists were like, okay, we've got to make this look good. This one shot look good. Just say so they don't blame us for the entirety of this god-awful movie. And I respect it. I mean... Because that one I, the, moment does The main thing good. that they could do to fix that, then, is swap the designs. That's where it. Where Riot becomes Venom and Riot, become, Riot is something different in general like get rid of the original venom design make riot look like venom like venom look like riot and then have like just a different design altogether for riot that makes him look more sinister than venom that's it man that's it that's because honestly venom doesn't look very very sinister in this he kind of looks a little bit cute in like a weird alien -y way without the without his mouth open he can he can kind of look a bit adorable um, so I, w I, w I was going to say this for later, but I guess I'll say it now. The facial expressions kill me. They actually, they are hilarious. So both of them, both Raya they and Venom, really the character funny. designs are smiling. Like they're doing like a big evil grin. But unfortunately, yeah. when they talk... and They always look really They always happy. look evilly happy. And it's fucking hilarious. So they'll be talking about, no, you can't do this. But they're doing a big evil smile. It looks, it's so hard to describe, but like, if you see it, you'll notice and be like, oh my God, like, they're just smiling at each other, talking about like, no, you can't do this. Yes, I can. I'm evil. <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> um, so then, um, where was I up to? So, uh, Michelle Williams reluctantly bonds with Venom so they can free Eddie Brock. Uh, when Brock and Venom are bonded again, the latter states that he has he has been convinced to help protect Earth from his kind through his interactions with Brock, and the pair attempt to stop Riot and Drake with uh, Michelle Williams' help. So they they have this conversation about like, oh yeah, I don't I don't hate humanity anymore. I actually want to stay here because back on my planet, I'm a loser. It's like this has come out of fucking nowhere. This whole character arc yeah, is no, so forced. This movie is overly long and yet overly short. There's certain yeah, things they that spent, they spent really needed a lot more time. They, and they should have just got rid of the whole opening section with Razama because that bit was shit. Yeah, they should have got... Honestly, that half an hour at the start, they should have cut 
and then put it later on and had more time with Venom. And apparently there was like yeah. a two and a half hour cut of this out there. And Tom Hardy was devastated that it all got cut out. Didn't he say that like his favorite moments in the movie weren't actually in the theatrical cut? Exactly, exactly, yeah. So I'm sure there is a better version of this movie out there somewhere. I'm sure there is, but it's not the one we got, and it's not the one we're talking about. Yeah, we may get the we may get the Fleischer cut in like five years. Nah, it made too much money. The Snyder cut of Venom. Nah, it made too much money. They're not going to do it. Anyway, um. Or we could. I, I then wrote, now for the final fight that consists of the black goo slamming into the dark grey goo for 10 minutes. Now pay us $100 million for a sequel. Okay, can I quickly just say though, we also do get like She-Venom. Oh, yeah, yeah, earlier on. Yeah, when when uh, Michelle Williams bonds. Honestly, I, re- I think that is a great idea. Like in the first movie... This is like the first. This is the first solo move of Venom, so it's a big thing. Throwing in that character already is a bit of a risk, and honestly, a fucking great one. It's she's not there for long. She's only there for literally like 10, 15 seconds, but that's still like introducing like a major fucking character in the Venom arc and in like the Venom ca- um, canon. And it's already, like, they're already teasing that She-Venom will return in the next one already. And I fucking love that. Yeah, I just really want more, like, She-Venom. I think that's really, really cool. Like, them taking risks with different characters from, like, the Venom canon. And that seems like what they're kind of doing with, um, let there be Carnage. Obviously, they're bringing in Carnage, which isn't a risk. That's, like, a major, like, character in the Venom canon. Major money, man. I really hope they bring, I really hope that they bring in more stuff and like more symbiotes because there's so many really interesting ones like i don't know too many but like it's an insane fucking thing like there's so many and there's also the god of the symbiotes as well which would be fucking awesome to see and i kind of hope that that's the actual villain in like their big eyes are just gonna like do a u-turn at the end and it's just like by the way we have god in our sector um he's gonna try and destroy the world now yeah you two have to Fuck off and fight together. Um, I also wrote, oh god, I forgot about Venom Toes as well. <laughs> Venom Toes. Um, I'm just gonna Google Venom Toes now to see if anything comes up. No, no, don't Google Venom Toes. I it does. The exact Google image that. I paused on. The exact image I paused on. I when I watched this I'm earlier, a, I paused um, at this exact why moment. Did, why did you pause on it? Because I was like, look, Venom has fucking toes. Can I just say, in the comic, Venom's supposed to have, um, like, clawy toes. Yeah. But he's just got normal toes. Man, man's got toes. Yeah, in Fortnite, Venom doesn't even have toes. He has shoes on. So, um, for all of you listening, I regret, please do I yourself regret a Googling favor this. And type in on Google Images, Venom toes. Please and... do not scroll, though. Please do not scroll. If you scroll, you will see something you do not want to see. <laughs> so I just found the picture with a meme under it. It's, it's like phrases like an IMDb trivia thing. So it says, in Venom 2018, you can actually see Venom's Venom toes. Has toes. This is a subtle Look nod to, to my This is a subtle nod to my crippling foot fetish. God, I want to suck Venom's toes so bad. Fuck. Wait, where the fuck are you seeing that? Oh. Um <laughs> 
look below that picture and see the one I don't want people to see. Because that's... Yeah. Wait, which one? Oh, is the that the one animated just one? below it. Yeah. Why is that a thing? <laughs> Have you seen the one next to it? It's, it says if you look Why closely. Is football? It says if you look closely at this shot from Venom 2018 of his feet, you can actually see the tears of the CGI guy that had to design Venom's feet. <laughs> now that wasn't tears. <laughs> it was a different liquid coming from the body, but it wasn't fucking tears, man. Oh no. Yeah, <laughs> Venom toes, fantastic stuff. Um, FBI, if you if you're listening or looking at my search history, um, yeah. It's, Sorry. it's a thing. It's a thing. Um, I then, swear there's there's context. Venom damages the probe as it takes off, causing it to explode and kill both Riot and Drake. After the incident, Brock returns to journalism, while Michelle Williams believes Brock is no longer bonded to Venom after this, and that Venom also died in the explosion. However, the pair remain secretly bonded and set out to protect San Francisco by killing criminals. And in the final scene, we get the infamous line... Um, and, There's and, gonna be coinage. No, I I wrote um, a turd in the wind. I want that on a. Oh, that one. David, you want to say the full line again for us? I know you. I know you've been dying to. <laughs> um. <laughs> Wait. What? Let me let me get the entire quote. Up I'll, on, I'll, I'll, I'll I'll give you time to do this. I'll give you because I know you've been I, wanting I, to do this. I need. I I want to do it in the venom voice. I feel like it's not too. My venom impression isn't too bad. I like it. It's fun. Hold on. My, my internet's being slow. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on, Xander. Keep Hold on. holding on. Because you know we'll get the Venom line. Get the Venom line. Nothing you can Venom. Okay. Nothing you can Venom. Um, There's no don't. other Venom when it comes to the Venom. <laughs> oh, I found it. So... You will be this armless, legless, faceless thing, won't you? Going down the street, like a turd, in the wind. Do you feel me? There you go. That's... <laughs> but then he, then he says the actual infamous line that Venom is famous for saying, just like, we are Venom. Um, I love it. Yeah, no, no, fucking horrible. Um, I, know, I, love, then, I do love the eyes, lungs, pancreas, and many, so many snacks all the time, but that's such a funny fucking like line. So then we get the greatest credit song of all time. Venom, 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 Venom. Yeah, we, we get a song made by Eminem where it's just him saying Venom over and over again. And that solidifies, and that's the entire song. That solidifies what's wrong with this movie. It's 15 years too it's late. It's Eminem. It's 15 years too late. This should have been oh, made thought, in like 2003. I, I, I was kind of hoping you'd say it's Eminem. Um, and then, in a mid-credit scene, Brock is invited to interview incarcerated serial killer Cletus Cassidy, played by God damn it, Woody fucking Harrelson. Why did you say it like that? Like uh, Woody Harrelson in Zombieland. You know when he shouts, "God <laughs> damn it, Bill fucking Murray." Uh, so you're welcome for that. Um, who promises? Carnage when he escapes. He's in the worst fucking wig. Gonna be carnage. He's in the worst wig. Um Yeah, that, that wig is so fucking shit. This movie's it's... garbage, but I actually weirdly I'm excited for the sequel because I'm ready to rip into it when we talk about it. 
Uh, so I've, I've heard, I have heard only one thing of people say talking about it who have seen it early. Literally, the only thing I've heard anybody mention is it's got a fucking awesome post-credit scene. That's why. It's just like, so the rest of the movie is going to be fucking awful, but the post-credit scene is going to be good. Basically, tell you what, tell you what, it's going to be. Doctor Strange comes through a ring, doesn't it? Tell you what is, tell you what is great. The uh, the very first poster we got for this movie, the Venom, uh, let there be carnage. Yeah, that's a good poster. That's such a good poster. Anyway, um, I'll I'll quickly read out my review. So, I feel like I've been gaslighted into thinking this movie wasn't as bad as I remember. This movie is hot garbage. It's fun to watch because it's just so bad. Tom Hardy is off the rails and you kind of have to respect it. The plot is bad. The pacing is a mess. The CG is horrendous in places. The movie sucks, but I can't stop watching it. Maybe I'm just a masochist. I don't know what. But there's something that I just that just draws me to this movie over and over again. It's, yeah, it's weirdly fun, fun. it's weirdly addicting, but it's terrible. This movie is like heroin. Don't get hooked on it, kids. Three point five out of ten. <laughs> we'll watch again. <laughs> yeah, would recommend. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking awful. Go watch it. <laughs> don't don't go watch it. Go watch Upgrade instead. Yeah, go watch um, Upgrade and then Venom. Go watch Upgrade and Venom at the same time. <laughs> right. We're going to do Venom 2 in a couple of weeks when that comes out in the UK, so bear with us on that one. But we will be re- bringing you a full spoiler-free and spoiler review for that um, in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Now then. David, do you want to sell me a movie or a TV show or a game or a music or a book if you're a nerd? Okay, so I'm going to be selling a game because I haven't watched any other movies this month, this, month, this week. Um... I'm going to be selling a game that I mentioned earlier that came out last week and I completed twice. I technically completed it twice. I haven't done a full, like, full-on playthrough. I've done two successful runs okay. um, to get two, two different endings. Um, and it's Deathloop, the PS5 exclusive from Arcane Studios, developers of Dishonored and Dishonored 2 and Prey. Um, they've developed some other stuff, but those are their, like, standout ones. And fucking hell, this game is great. It's so fucking good. I've been wanting to talk about it for so long. Oh my god. Yeah, it, do- it does look pretty great. It does look pretty great to me. It's there. so it's getting review bombed on Steam. This is like quick notice. It's getting review bombed on Steam at the moment because it's got a very big stuttering issues on PC. Um, on PlayStation, it's absolutely fine. It works absolutely fine. It's got some like visual glitches here and there, obviously, like every fucking game does. But you can't really complain about that. Because, you know, every game will release with a visual glitch, no matter what. Even Stardew Valley has visual glitches, and that's a fucking top-down pixel art game. Yeah. But it's mostly positive on Steam, um, and it deserves it. There's a few people that are bombing it on YouTube just saying it's really bad or it's their most boring game yet. Don't listen to them. It's not. It's really fucking good. <laughs> the The guns are fantastic. Like, every single weapon feels incredible. You, They feel powerful. Um, to, like, to sum up Deathloop, I've got, I've got to actually do that. I'm jumping ahead. I'm so excited. I love this game. Um, so, Deathloop is a first-person shooter from Arcane Lion Studios, and the award-winning studio behind Dishonored. In Deathloop, you play as an assassin who is trying to basically escape a loop of death. Um, he's stuck on this island that has a one-day loop over and over again, where nobody except the ten visionaries of the island, including yourself, um, 
only remember are the only ones to remember the day. You are hunting down the other visionaries to try and end the loop because you're sick to fucking death of it. Um, but in your way, you are also going to like come across a rival assassin who can be an AI controlled player or an actual um like an online player if you choose that option. And playing as Giuliano is fantastic, but playing as Colt is the most fun because this is where you get all of the story. You go through the loop, you learn different information, you find out different bits about each time of day. There's four different sectors of this island and there's four different times of day. You can stay in these times of day for as long as you want. There's no time limit to it, which is good. Um, I'm really glad that they didn't do that because that would have really fucked up this game. Having a time limit on that would have ruined it. Um, but yeah, this... It feels like the culmination of what they've done before all together. So it feels like Dishonored, but it also feels a little bit preyish with um, like the puzzles and stuff. But then it also feels a bit like Hitman and then a tiny bit of Dark Souls. It's weird. It's not Dark Souls because of the difficulty. It's Dark Souls because of the invasions with Juliana. That's the only Dark Souls-y element, though. So don't worry. I'm not saying it's the Dark Souls of first-person shooters. It's just got an element. Um, and every single gun, especially on PlayStation 5, um, feels incredible. There's the DualSense controller with the haptic feedback and the um, the adaptive triggers coming in effect, like in full effect here as well. Yeah. One really interesting thing is your gun can jam, and so you are unable to pull the trigger. Like, you can actually not pull the trigger on the actual fucking controller. Um, but it's only on, like, the lower-level guns that that can happen. So this, as soon as you start getting higher-level weapons, that's not a problem. It's not tedious. It's just a fun little extra addition to, like, give you a bit more immersion into the game. And I'll tell you that the level design is fantastic. The movement is incredible. The powers that you can get are, are so fun. And... The story is so engrossing because you have so many different storylines you can go down to be able to kill each visionary, but you also have your own like character arc that you can't. You have to read a lot of stuff. You do have to read a lot of documents to fully realize the story and Colt's character arc because you're not going to get the full thing if you don't. So you do have to go on a bit of a scavenger hunt to track down some documents here and there. Um, and one thing this game does that's very Dishonored-like as well is when you have a code, like a, like a save code, the save codes are always different for every single player. So you cannot just look up a guide online and open every single safe. You have to do the stuff yourself and find out this information yourself. And that makes this game so much more fun because time and time again when I've played like random games, I've gotten stuck on a bit and I've just been like, oh, I'll just Google it. On this, I can't do that. So it challenges me to look for this myself and track it down and hunt for it like an assassin would. Yeah. It really makes you feel like Batman. <laughs> um, but yeah, seriously, like this game is an easy 10 out of 10 for me. I have loved every second of it. There's three different endings and you don't have to do different things throughout the day. Um, luckily to get those endings, there's just different options. I'm not going to spoil any of that here though. But seriously, go play it. Go play Deathloop. And one extra thing I want to talk about. The kick in this game is the best kick ever. Oh my god, I can send someone to the fucking moon. That's it. Amazing. Um, yeah, to be fair, when I saw... Well, to be fair, I just heard the name of the game and I was like, 
Jeez, that sounds that's a great name for a game. Death yeah, this Loop. is this is really um, up your alley, Alexander, so because I, of um I know you love like um Happy Death Day. Yeah, Happy Death Day is a good think movie. Happy De- think Happy Death Day if it was more Friendship is Magic and 80s style with a bit of murder in there. Fun. Like, where you're doing the murder in. Fun as hell. Yeah, I um yeah, when when I do eventually get a PS5, I am uh, I'm definitely going to be picking this game up because it sounds it sounds like a hell of a lot of fun. Yeah, um, I really hope they do single player DLC. I don't know how oh, they can do single player DLC because obviously multiple endings, whatever the canon ending is, they'd have to go after that. Yeah. But I I want it. I want single player DLC. And one t- final thing I should say to you: don't get the deluxe edition. Don't give yourself a crutch in this game because you don't need it there's no like difficulty settings you're only as good as like as the game lets you be so just buy the basic edition of this game and enjoy it for what it is don't you know give yourself good weapons and shit fair enough yeah Um, just experience the game as blind as possible that's how i did it yeah um when i when i do eventually get to this like in two years or whatever yeah i'm very much looking forward to it um I'm going to sell you a movie. Um, and, I te- and I did actually text you about this. Uh, I didn't tell you what I thought about it, but I just texted you that you should watch it. Um, I watched a movie called Slither this week. You still want to keep it so that I don't know what you say? What? Do you still want to keep it so that I still don't know what you think of it and what to expect from this movie? I don't really care. I just didn't. Te- I just texted you about the movie. All oh, right, I thought it was gonna be a thing where you just want to hear my blind reaction. No, 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 no. I, I just, I just texted you and I was like, yeah, just watch this. Um, you, you were asking for horror movies. And I was like, yeah, this is pretty good. Um, okay. Yeah. Th- so this movie is, um, it, it's a James Gunn film. Back in the day, this was just after he wrote uh, Dawn of the Dead and uh, Scooby Doo and Scooby Doo Two. Um, okay. And it stars Nathan Fillion. Uh, Elizabeth Banks and Michael Rooker um, and Michael Rooker gets infected by an alien worm and then starts uh, yeah it's kind of like an alien invasion thing but these worms are slithering about and taking over people and making them into like zombies basically um, they slither in they slither in <laughs> um, so this movie's dark but it's hilarious it's a really black comedy very black comedy um and it's yeah the 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 humor works so well the 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 one-liners are hilarious the situations are funny and the worms themselves it's just the design it is just funny like they don't do anything in particular that is like meant to be funny they just are funny um, and the situations that they come across that just are funny, and like certain camera angles that things are shot from, are funny, and that's, and I think it's just yeah, it's really great work from James Gunn to get the tone absolutely perfect because it's it's meant to be a B movie, it's meant to be a real B movie rip off kind of film, and it okay. does that to perfection. Um, I I really would recommend this movie. It's a lot of fun. Um, it's quite gory as you'd expect from an early James Gunn film, if you've ever seen Super, or even recently, if you've seen Suicide Squad, you know how gory he can be. Um, and this yeah, is him back in the day before he kind of, uh, this was before he was cancelled on Twitter. So, you know, he, he, there's there's a lot of gore in this. So uh, as long as you've got a, uh, 
a thick stomach, then uh, I think you'll get a lot of kicks out of this. Slither is my recommend from this week. Uh, definitely go and check it out. It's a good film. Good time. Fair enough. Right then. That is going to do it from us this week. Thank you so much for everyone for listening. Next week, we're going to be coming at you with our review for No Time to Die. Finally, the time has come to die. In fact, there's no time to die. But the, well, there is oh, a time to die. Because that was the time to die. Yeah, there is a time to die. And it's next week when we release the podcast. So, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're going to be coming at you with a spoiler-free review and then a spoiler review as well. Uh, but don't worry, we'll give you plenty of notice for that. Thank you very much, David, for being here. I hate that I have to talk about James Bond next week because I know I'm just going to say, yeah, it's fine. But what if it's real good? I'd still probably just say, yeah, it's fine because it's James Bond. But what if it's real bad? Then I'll probably just say, yeah, it's pretty shit. It's James Bond. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's not going to make any lasting impression on me. I've never really been a James Bond guy. Well, maybe. Like, I've always been more Mission Impossible. Maybe you will be now. Or even Johnny English. Maybe you like, will be now. Um, look forward to next week. David's clearly excited for it. Um, yeah, thank you so yeah. much to everyone for listening. If you want to hear more from us, then go over to our Facebook and Instagram where we release weekly clips with posters made by Joe. Uh, wonderful, wonderful Joe Cook, our, our hero, our legend, our wonderful boy. Um, and go leave us a review um, on Apple or Spotify or Amazon, wherever you can, because um, we actually ended up in the charts this week and we actually had a huge milestone for us. Uh, there was a day this week when we were in the UK charts and we were above CinemaSins, the Sincast, which was a huge inspiration for me to even start this podcast. So I just wanted to say thank you to everyone that's been listening. Um, and we, we can't, we are sort of getting the idea of what kind of episodes you guys like, which is really useful. Um, and we're going to be making that from Fuck you, San Diego. Yeah. More, more, more of those episodes will be coming at you, um, in the future. So thank you so much to everyone for listening and for ever, for getting us this far. We will see you next week for that. No time to die review. And, uh, you stay classy, San Diego. Good night. Bye. Bye, San Diego. Goodbye. (laughs) And breathe. Jesus.